Yeah, one of the things that I've always perplexed me, along with a lot of other people, is in Revelation 20, it talks about blessed are those who participate in the first resurrection because they don't have to participate in a second death. So, you know, I would read that along with the entire book and I would think, hmm, uh, who are those who have, were lucky enough to participate in a first resurrection? Was there a first century rapture? Was there a first century resurrection? And uh, that early church, I was fortunate enough to be taken away when Jesus returned in judgment in AD 70. And, you know, I would go along those lines there. Um, and if you do that, then of course you think, well, if there has to be a, a first resurrection, there has to be a second. And we know oftentimes that that second uh, resurrection is considered you know, the general resurrection, you know, at the consummate of the age. Everybody not in Christ, right, will live and be judged in a great uh, white throne judgment. Well, that kind of puts you out of conundrum because, well, if I'm a Christian now and I missed the first resurrection, then I got to wait for the second one with everybody else. Uh, so that it was always weird to kind of, you know, for me, now you probably know the answer to this because you're smarter than me, but uh, for me, a, a guy who, I don't know, I, I ask a lot of questions. I always have. Ever since I was little, I asked a lot of questions. I drove my, my dad nuts, I think. You know, just, you know, I would always ask, why? Why? <laughs> You'd say, because. Um, the thing is, um, I don't ask because I'm in rebellion against God or I don't believe God or believe his word or don't have faith. I ask these things to learn. So I really have questions. It shores up my faith. It shores me up, but then I know that I know. And when I know that I know, then uh, I can live my life in that grace and walk it out much, much more fuller and share it, hopefully, with other people. Now, um, you know, the other thing about my little personality is I have a hard time living in the past. It's so weird. Um, my brain, I will, I'll go through life and I'll go through events well, I remember them, but I don't, I just don't dwell there very long. And uh, I do forget a lot of details. I, I kind of live in the present. I don't even live too far in the future. Uh, it was tough doing job interviews or, you know, the question would come, where do you see yourself in 10 years? You know, and, and it's not, I'm thinking, heck, I don't know anywhere but here I, you know hopefully I'll, I'll be retired or something you know I, I don't know you know of course you answer the question the way you know they, they want to hear it but uh, you, you really don't know these things 
So, yeah, in, in the in the in the present. So when you come across a text like this in uh, chapter twenty, it it can be confusing, and it you could go well. Blessed are those of the first resurrection, man. I, you know, who are these guys, right? And especially if you take the view, uh, like a dispensational view, like the, the, the book of Re Revelation for the most part is future. Uh, that it wasn't a letter necessarily written for the first century church, uh, but that it's a letter about prophecy in, in the future. and. Of course, you know, that's going to depend on where you fall in your, in your beliefs and in your fall on the dating of Revelation. Um, if you have an early date of Revelation that it was written while the temple still stood, it was written prior to AD 70 and circulated among those seven churches in Asia Minor, you'll see the viewpoint that the entire book is uh, warning uh, the church what's what's about to take place, what's soon to take place, but it's also warning God's people Israel about the change in covenant, the final consummation of that Mosaic covenant age where they no longer would approach Yahweh through the law of Moses, um, the priestly system, the Levitical priestly system, or the sacrifices of animals, but that God himself begotten, God's son would be the final propitiation of our sins, the final sacrifice, and would establish a new covenant in his blood. And then our approach to the Father would be through the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. You would become a Christ follower or in the biblical sense, a, a Christian, but a, a Christ follower, a, a Yahweh of fear. So, Let's get back to chapter 20 here. Those who participate in the first resurrection are, are really blessed. Wow. Because they don't have to worry about the second death. Now, the first death, first death is your physical death here on earth. Uh, there's no other time that we as humans are, are born and raised and live a life and then we die. We, we die once. We don't die many times. We die once. So that's a, a death number one. So what's death number two? Hmm. Well, death number two comes after that judgment. Those who've rejected God's call, God's providence of redemption, God's gift, his hand saying, you are my creation. I'm redeeming you back to myself through the blood of my son. 
where you could be with me for eternity because I created you, you're mine, you belong to me. You don't belong to yourself. You don't belong to Satan. You don't belong to the world. You don't belong to yourself. That's the mistake we make growing up and living this life. We think, oh, this is my life. You know, you do the Frank Sinatra, you know. Um, I did it my way. I took the hits, I took the falls. I, you know, I kept getting up when I was beaten. I did it my way, survived. That's not the case. There is no your way. God's always in control, he's always sovereign. You've never belonged to yourself or to anybody else. You've always belonged to him. He created you. He is, he's your creator. Uh, you wouldn't be here. You live and breathe only because he allows it. Um, there's no uh, changing that or taking that back or making that any different. It's the way it is. He created you. You belong to God. And he provides a way for you to be reconciled back to him. And that's through the covenant, that new covenant made in the blood of Christ. It's, it replaced and fulfilled, I should say, the old covenant. It fulfilled everything the old covenant pointed to. The Passover lamb, the blood sacrifices, um, the priestly duties, the temple worship, everything that the law of Moses pointed to, everything that uh, the covenant God made with Abraham, through your seed the nations would be blessed. Uh, everything that the covenant that God made with Noah or Adam has all been fulfilled now in the man God, Jesus Christ. When deity became human, and was able to then satisfy that wrath of God in our behalf and reconcile us back to Him. And I don't have to tell you that we lost that reconciliation way back in the garden through disobedience. And we've had that nature in our human nature ever since, that rebellion. So. Blessed are those, first resurrection, they'll not experience the second death. Second death is being separated from God eternally because, well, you didn't receive that free gift, that offer to be reconciled to him, okay? I, I'm not talking good and bad people. I'm not talking sin or no sin, behaviors, conducts. I'm not talking that. I'm talking, have you received Jesus Christ? That gift that death on the cross, his blood sacrifice, and his resurrection.
his position to the Father. Have, have you have you said, yes, I, I want that, and implanted yourself into that? It, it don't matter whether you still struggle uh, with your issues or what life has brought to you or your circumstances or, or you don't think you're good enough or uh, none of that matters. What matters is what he did. That's the grace we're talking about. We're talking about the grace of God. If we've done that, and I'm assuming if you're listening to this podcast or YouTube video, I have to make an assumption, an assumption, a big assumption that you've done that. Otherwise, I don't think you would have listened this far and been this interested. That you, in fact, are my Christian brothers and sisters. So if we go with that, we say, hey, we're not going to experience the second death, right? We all know that. That's, that's the benefit. That's why we, <clears throat> we come to the Lord. That's why we live out our Christian life, our Christian walk. We learn the things we learn. That's, that's why we do it, right? That's why I do it. I'm not going to lie to you and say, I do it because I just love God so much and, you know, and Oh, I just got so much love and joy. I do it because there's a benefit. The benefit is that I don't have to experience the wrath of non-reconciliation, the wrath of disobedience from the time of Adam on. I, I, I'm not going to leave this hill. I, I, I have it. I've claimed it. I grabbed hold of it. I've taken heed. I'm not going to just easily dismiss it and walk away and go, no, I, I now belong to the world. I now belong to myself and reject that and lose my eternal salvation. That's, that's the whole, that's the whole reason of, of running this race. And I'm sure you feel the same way. So, yes, as Christians, we've already avoided the second death. So what do we do now about that? First resurrection in Revelation 20. What do we do about that? Well, let me, let me run this by you. Let me propose to you that if in fact you are in Christ, you in fact have experienced that first resurrection. Have you been physically resurrected? No. Have you been physically dead? No. If you're listening to my voice, you're not physically dead, but you've already escaped the second death. So if you're listening to a voice, you have not been physically resurrected, but you've been spiritually resurrected. You've already participated in the first resurrection through Christ. Now, Paul talks about this a lot. 
New Testament writers talk about this a lot. Those watching on YouTube, I will place the scriptures on the screen for you to see. Those listening on the podcast, you're just going to have to uh, look them up yourself or go with the flow because I'm outside walking as I, uh, as I give this message, so I do not have my tools in front of me. But anyway, Paul talks in the book of Romans, I know the book of Romans, he says uh, that we, uh, we were dead and sins. I believe in Ephesians, he says the same thing. We were, we were dead in trespasses and in sins. And that's, that's, that's what killed us. We were dead to God. We died. It's like God told Adam, the day you eat of that fruit, the day you disobey me, the day you, you think the serpent wisdom is superior to my wisdom is the day that you'll surely die. So Paul talks about how we were dead in these things. But through Christ and through his atoning work, we've been made alive. We've been quickened. We've been um, brought back to a state of living before God. You see, we participate in Christ's death, do we not? We haven't physically died. Thank God for that. You haven't, you haven't had to be nailed on a cross and tortured and crucified for hours in the most brutal way to atone for your sin, your disobedience. See, God did that for you in your place. He, he paid the price. That's the grace. That's the free gift I talk about. So, because he did that, you don't have to do it. Now, Christ, he, he resurrected by the power of God. The same power who, who created the universe spoke it in existence. The same power is the one who raised our Savior, our Messiah, up from physical death. That first death. See? Yeah, we're... He was never dead in sin and trespass. See, he was sinless. But we are born dead in trespass and sin. But that first death, that first physical death, physical body here in a physical world, God raises him up. He's resurrected. So... As Christians, we, we, we participate in his death, right? Christ says, you got to follow me, pick up your cross. Deny yourself, follow me. Pick up your cross. Deny yourself, follow me. We're baptized into Christ. Baptism is a death ritual. You baptized, you 
die. You kill the flesh and as you, you come out, you are a new creature in Christ. Paul says that the old man has, has died, but we are now a new, a, a brand new thing, a brand new creature in Messiah. We're no longer that old guy. That old man is dead. We've died. Our, our lack of reconciliation with God, being born in sin and trespass is dead. We move towards that mark. We, we run the race in living for Christ. We, we walk not according to the flesh anymore, but according to the Spirit. Are we perfect? No. Do we stumble and fall? Yes. Do we commit trespasses? Absolutely. But we walk not after our flesh anymore. We become new. So to, to be in Christ, to be baptized into his name, um, totally immersed into that means that we become one with him and you you die in that that oneness is what that means so if we die with him then we also resurrect with him Paul states that if we, we, in fact, have died with Christ, we also live with him. And Christ is seated in the heavenlies on the right hand of the Father. Now he's given all authority over all the kingdoms, <clears throat> over all the angels, fallen angels, non-fallen angels, spirituals, non-spirituals. He's in charge over it all. And positionally, we're in that same position. We're the same in spiritual position as Jesus, our Savior. We, we died to our flesh, to our trespasses and sins in Christ by receiving, by answering that election, that call, by having that Spirit of God indwell us. Likewise, we're resurrected with Christ also. We're resurrected with Christ. So let's go back to Revelation 20. Blessed are those who participate in the first resurrection because the second death won't harm them. Let me give you a word of encouragement. That's you. That's me. That's us. 
that's us as the body of Christ where we have participated already and ongoing as we fulfill our lives as we fulfill our walk our race our mission that God has for us here we in fact are already participants of the first resurrection which is Christ the encouragement is you do not have to wait to some far away time in the future to experience this you don't have to wait till the second event of Christ the return of, of Jesus Christ to experience uh, this resurrection you don't have to wait till the consummation of the age and either you're you know you're dead in the grave or you're you're alive and remain and experience a live resurrection what you call a rapture you, you don't have to wait for that as glorious as that is as much as you may uh, look look forward to something like that uh, you, don't, you don't have to wait for it uh, because it is because it already is when you answered that that very effective call when you became reconciled to Father God you died in Christ and you resurrected in Christ the hope is the joy is that you can hear this and go I participated in the first resurrection and because of that I don't have to fear the second death being without Father God for eternity experiencing the wrath of God for my sinful nature and that's the beauty of it so I hope that blessed a few of you and maybe clarified some things and even if you don't agree 100% maybe you can give it some thought and see the uh, the, the hope and beauty and what I'm talking about there that your blessing is now as you live you don't have to wait for it it's already here you are not going to experience that second death. The first death's a, a no-brainer. Everybody's appointed once to die. You transition. You transition to the presence of God. Okay. Well, we'll talk to you later. God bless you all. Have a good week. Bye-bye.